0: Welcome to our second interview of Bruin Success, where we talk to UCLA alumni and discover the many paths to success beyond UCLA. I'm Katie Russo, and today I'm joined by UCLA student and our podcast team member, Francesca Diaz.
1: Hi, I'm Francesca. I am a second year geography major, and I am involved in UCLA Radio and Daily Bruin. Thank you so much for making me part of this podcast today.
0: Great, and Francesca and I are lucky enough to be joined by Fox Sports 1 studio anchor and sports broadcaster Greg Wolf, who graduated from UCLA with a degree in political science. Greg, welcome to the podcast, and thank you so much for coming back to campus today and taking time to talk with
2: us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, so we wanted to like to start off to know what, like, what life is like for a sports studio Anchor, like, what is your like typical day look like? Some challenging events or the most like exciting events that you encounter? Like, I have no idea, but I'm really interested to know.
2: Uh, It's kind of interesting. So, I mean, I I started out my my first, um, I guess, kind of full time job was as a writer at Fox Sports, and then from that, I transitioned to getting my first TV job uh, a couple years after that. But you know, you got into it because you love sports. and I actually came to UCLA because I, I loved watching their college basketball team as a kid. They were always on. They were always winning. And I'm like, that's the only school I want to go to. Um, so that's kind of how I chose going to UCLA. But then you work in sports and you realize you don't get to watch that much sports because you're <laughs> yeah. so busy doing. So, you know, you keep your eyes on things and like that. But it's uh, you're busy so you don't get to watch quite as much as, as you used to. Um, But it depends where I work, because I work now at a few different networks and I do a few different things. I do play-by-play, but I do a lot of studio work as well. And that's primarily what I've done. But a typical day at the studio, um, I'll I'll just give you for an example, because that's where I'm gonna be working this week. So I work at um, CBS and and KCAL 9 here in Los Angeles. So I'll get in maybe around three o'clock in the afternoon, um, maybe on a Sunday, and um, prep for on the CBS side, we'll do a five o'clock broadcast and a six o'clock broadcast, which is like a three to five minute sports broadcast. Um, so I'll do those. And you have a different director for the CBS side and the KCAL 9 side. But the whole time throughout the the day when I come in as well, I'm prepping for our big show. We have a half hour sports highlight show, which is called Sports Central, that happens from 1030 to 11. And pretty much write all that, and you got to look at all the highlights, you got to write all the teases. Um, So you're constantly kind of writing through that, looking at everything, reading the stories and the recaps of the games. And even when you get highlights, you know, you want to get a look at them and then look at them ahead of time if you can, hopefully. Sometimes you can't, but um, write any notes on them um, that you've seen from the games or read from the stories, and just do as much prep as you possibly can before you get to that point. But then I also have an 8 o'clock and a 9 o'clock. Um, sports newscasts on, on the KCAL 9 side. So within all of that, wow. um, yeah, it's, it's not, you know, you get used to it, and it's, but you're constantly going to run out there, do a broadcast, come back, then try and write in between. So you learn how to manage your time pretty well. And then the fun part of it is doing the half-hour show. That's, you know. Um, but when I work at Fox Sports 1, too, it depends what kind of, um, what kind of show you're working on. So I was sort of like, kind of like a jack-of-all-trades guy. So I'd, I'd fill in on different shows here and there, some Major League Baseball shows, or once in a while I did an NFL show when they had it, um, just kind of previewing that week's th- you know, games that were coming up, um, or a lot of college basketball. And it's just, it's like being back in college. It's like <laughs> constant cramming because, you know, you're, you can't keep up with everything. Right. So you can't follow every sport, every player, and everything that's going on. So you kind of have to find out what you're going to be working on that week. And then just cram as hard as you can to try and make yourself sound knowledgeable <laughs> as best you up, can yeah. for that. But, you know, you keep an eye and, and your ears open to everything so you know generally what's happening in the sports that you know you're going to be following. But then you have to really kind of cram hard when you know what show you're going to be honed in on and then just prep as hard as you can for that. But, I mean, that the best part, like for me, that, that's helped me be successful is just um, – over, over prep for whatever show I'm working on and just have all your, you know, sometimes, like I work on a show now, I do a horse racing show, I have no research department, so I can do everything on my own. Oh, wow. And you usually have to anyway. I mean, even if you have people helping you out doing research, you have to know it as, as quick as possible anyway. So it's just, um, that's really helped me in like having a good work ethic and, and prepping hard.
1: For a half hour show, do a lot of research in so much little time, and then that is pretty incredible. What about like the sports that you like watching at UCLA? How did that like affect your transition to um, as your job right now?
2: It's pretty funny. So when I started, I started here fall of 90, I guess, and I immediately found out about the campus radio station, Um, it's so-called KLA.
0: At UCLA Radio. Oh, is yes, it? Right. Okay. Yes. So it was yeah. KLA when I was here.
2: And um, yeah, I found out, oh, you can do play-by-play for football, for basketball. And I, you know, that's why I came here, because I love their basketball team. And I immediately was attracted to that. But then I got a, I guess, I started working for the athletic department. Okay. And I started to host a show called uh Talk that was on public access cable. And I did that for a few years. And But the first thing I ever did, TV-wise, so people, I guess someone in the film department had heard about me that, um, oh, this guy, he, you know, he wants to be a sports broadcaster, he does some radio, let's use him for this project we're doing. And they're interviewing, uh, I think, someone on the women's basketball team. So I'd never done anything in front of a camera. <laughs> I'm super nervous. It was in this building, I think. Oh, wow. And so there's all these people around. There's a camera, but it's not live, you know, and, but I'm just like shaking. I was so nervous. So I'm interviewing this player on the women's basketball team, and it was awful. And, um, we get done with the interview, and she goes, you need to work on that. And I, I'm like, I know, I'm so sorry. That was awful. And I probably should have quit right there because I was so bad, but, um, I got better and I persevered and I, um, stuck with it. And, um, Yeah, it worked out. I just started doing more and more stuff. So I started doing more with the um, um, athletic department here. I started interviewing a lot of coaches. There was like a phone service. I would interview all the coaches and we'd put that up on the phone service. Then I started doing play-by-play for um, women's volleyball, men's volleyball, softball, all that stuff. And they put that on the radio actually. They contracted it out with with, um, local radio stations here. So that's how I kind of got my feet wet doing all that kind of stuff. I'm totally rambling. I forgot what your question was. No, that was... (laughs) They answered answered the question. That was awesome. Yeah, but that's... It just kind of took off and grew from there.
0: I'm curious, too, knowing um, that you studied political science, did you know... Like, initially, did you think, like, government or kind of what prompted you to study political science with...
2: Um, How honest should I be here?
0: Uh, Very. (laughs) I mean...
2: So, they... um, I got here. I really didn't know what I wanted to major in. Sure. And... They had a communications department, but you had to wait until you were a junior, I think, to, uh, to get in. Mm-hmm. And it was really a small program, so they didn't accept a lot of people. Um, and I was looking at different things, and I, for some reason, I don't know why, I was great at math, but I looked at political science, and it required no math.
1: So that is a
2: big part of the reason why I chose political science. I was interested in it as well. I mean, I've always been interested in politics and government. I have really liked that. But that was probably what put me over the top. But, uh, yeah, I was always really good at math. And some reason, I got to college and I got super scared of it. I think because my sister was, I I remember her doing calculus and ripping her hair out and being so frustrated. I'm like, I want no part (laughs) of that. Right, right. But I was interested in it. But that's definitely helped kind of put me over the top. But it was great. I mean, I I loved some of the classes I took. And I, I don't think you need to have if you want to go into broadcasting or whatever yeah, you want to my do next question. yeah I don't think it it has to be tailored to oh broadcasting major and studied like I think having a broad perspective and different things people like to see that sometimes and honestly I mean so many things you're going to do on your own extracurricular things that's going to help you out so much more than oh I studied broadcasting in college which right. you know I don't even think they have that major here anyway no so they don't, yeah, yeah I think to, yeah be more yeah. well-rounded it definitely helps
0: and then, kind of thinking more about your professional trajectory, going from UCLA student to now, you know, being Fox Sports One and CBS. What were some of the kind of pivotal moments along your career path? And did you have any internships or significant, you know, professional experiences that really kind of helped you get to where you are today?
2: Yeah, I mean, I tell people that all the time. I've come back to do that career night here a couple of times. And honestly, for me, internships were the probably one of the best things I ever did when I was in college. Um, it helped me so much, and you know, just to you, know, you meet different people meet contacts you learn how the business world works a little bit um, and you see it you know somewhat if if you're doing it in your industry if you even really like that industry I mean sometimes you think you have an idea that you might and you're not sure to see what it's like. Um, but those were so helpful to me. I worked for a sports agent. Um, I think that was my first internship. And I remember I was so excited. I'm like, oh, I got the internship. Yeah. And, and I remember my parents were like, you're working for free. Of course yeah. you can do the internship. <laughs> but I know it's really, it's probably now it's super competitive. But back when I was doing it, it's like, yeah, we'll take whoever. Yeah. Um, but no, it really helped me. Um, and then I interned at, I think I interned at Fox Sports West as well. And you know you're going to start at the bottom. You're going to be logging tapes and doing all that kind of stuff too. But it, it, you you get to meet a lot of different people and since you're there and you know people see you kind of working hard and helping out they'll you know if they have time share their stories with you and things like that but i think the the best thing too that you can learn is that's so helpful but also learning early on um to be a good networker mm. which i did not learn early on <laughs> I'm just, you know and we can always get better at that and i'm always learning to be better at that but um and, to, you know, to be genuine, not just reaching out with people to reach out with people, but to have, you know, a genuine relationship with them. But I think that's so important. And, I, honestly, I think that's more important than being the most talented person in the world. Like, that will catch you further. Right. That's a great thing. to. I wish they had a class on that, actually, when I was here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, in terms of uh, what kind of helped me along the way... Um, writing has helped me so much the more you can do too with say oh I want to be on radio or I want to, whatever you want to do if you can be an editor learn how to edit learn how to write work on your voice so you have a good radio voice or TV voice whatever it is um, the more things you can do um, is so gonna help you because um, I've been in places where you know back in the day years ago if you wanted to be on TV you only had to do that but now the more you can do it certainly helps you in some places you have to do a little bit of everything, especially if you start in a smaller market. You got to edit, shoot, sure. um, do all that kind of stuff. So, and I've even learned over the years how to become a better editor just from you know putting my own reels together. Um, I'm not that advanced, but in, on a Mac, it's so easy to use iMovie or things like that. Um, and you never know where your career is going to take you, too. So, the more things you learn how to do, maybe things you not you know wouldn't even thought of, like it can steer you in a different direction and open different doors for you too. Definitely. Um, but also I would say, if you are looking at broadcasting, um, probably in terms of the actual craft of it and, and what will help you just from a pure standpoint of being a good broadcaster, working on your voice is so mm-hmm. hugely important. I got, I got a job at, um, it was my first like really big, big job that I was super excited about. It was covering sports highlights for uh, a show when it was um, on a Fox Sports regional um, I'm trying to think what it was called I think it was called Final Score and uh, so excited got this gig and I was just over the moon and um, I did it for a couple of months and then they called me into the office and they said we need to send you to a voice coach and I, I'm like oh no what's wrong they said, no don't look at it as a bad thing it's going to help you it's going to be great and uh, they sent me to a voice coach and oh it helped Immensely, It just wow. slowed, slowed me down, taught me how to breathe better, how to have a stronger voice, and just stuff that I never really knew about before. Because, you know, you can't have this conversational tone if you're going to be on TV. It just doesn't translate. you got to be a lot higher, more animated. Right. And, and just um, breathing techniques that help you kind of calm yourself down and speak stronger. But um, that, I think, is probably one of the most important things you can actually do if you want to go into broadcasting is work on your voice.
1: How do you have a stronger voice? Like, I have watched some of your anchor reels, and you have so much energy. (laughs) And I don't watch sports, but Uh like, your energy makes me want to watch sports because Uh, it sounds really like fascinating Uh and cool. But it definitely does take time to develop, so how yeah. do you like, get that?
2: Thanks, yeah, I feel like I probably overdo it sometimes. I, <laughs> but I, I genuinely, like, whatever I've covered, I really get excited about it. I, I genuinely love it. Um, but I always, have that's kind of been... I don't know if that's my trademark or whatever, but I try and get really excited and, and kind of bring that and have it come across whatever I'm covering. But I went to a voice coach who really helped and helped my voice get stronger. Um, but I also, you know, listened. Um, one of my favorite broadcasters when I was growing up doing play-by-play it was Gus Johnson, and he's really kind of like an over-the-top guy, and I love his style. Um, so yeah, I kind of maybe took from that a little bit. But whatever I've covered here, I mean, I, I've covered a gymnastics meet on radio when I was here in college. Um, you know, like I said, softball, volleyball. And I just really got excited about whatever I was covering and got into it. But I always try and bring that enthusiasm um, to what I'm doing. And, and But, too, like, at times, too, I've had to learn to, like, there's places for it, too. Like, don't be over the top all the right. time. And so, you know, I've kind of had to, to learn to deal with that because at first I was just, oh, up here all the time. Um but no, I, I definitely, like, again, it goes back to, to voice and and being able to have, like, if you want to have that big moment or you someone scores a touchdown, you got to be able to have that strength in your voice to go to those different places. But find nuances, too, and try not to be up here all the time. But um, I, I would do exercises with this guy would have me put a pencil in my mouth between my two teeth, and then you strength do, like, tongue-strengthening exercises or try and talk to the other side of the room and project your voice more but um all those kind of things really really helped so i think again that that was number one for me in helping and it kind of took my career to a different level when i started working in my voice more um but then too like um watch a lot of different people too and see how they kind of do it Mm -hmm. it's i I think it's really interesting too if you have the opportunity to go in and actually see someone do a broadcast or even it's probably hard to see someone go and do a Do it in a booth when they're doing play-by-play most people don't really let you do that but um yeah if you can go just see kind of because it's 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 kind of fascinating to see it's very different like you watch on tv and and just kind of comes across as normal but then you see them in the studio and you see what level they're at and what they're talking and the level of energy and um it's it's kind of eye-opening
1: that's awesome (laughs) Um, also, you were talking. You kind of pretty much answered this question when you were talking about internships and like getting networking opportunities as a student. But what was what should students be aware of when if they're trying to break into the industry, like the entertainment industry, like the industry that um, that is pretty much like very competit- competitive. Competitive. Yeah. So, yeah. what's like the things that you have learned and like or advice that students will need to know in or order things for them on their to, resume yeah. Yeah. that help them stand <laughs> out.
2: Yeah. Um, it's changed so much now because there's so many opportunities um you know with youtube twitter instagram all that kind of developing your own um yeah. brand that bef- and you can be working on that now before you even graduate and i'm still kind of learning how to um how to build that myself i mean i you know I was when i was at at Fox, you know, and when I worked there, it's there's people with hundreds of thousands of followers, and I'm like the little guy in the total pole <laughs> with with only a few, tw- you know, a few thousand Twitter followers and things like that. And I'm still kind of like new to Instagram and kind of working on building that. But I mean, you can do all kinds of things like that now to kind of set yourself apart and, and start building an audience, or even just get experience and you know, do a podcast or do a show and put it on YouTube and try and just get experience doing that. But, you know, obviously internships are huge. That was amazing. I actually, when I first got out of college, I wound up getting an internship in up in Fresno. So I would work in LA. I would drive up to Fresno on a Thursday after work, like late afternoon. I'd intern there like thursday friday saturday i would come back after the 11 o'clock news at midnight drive back home oh, and then work okay. sunday through thursday again oh, but gosh. i loved it and i did it for like six or eight months and um you know i'd stay in like a motel six up there in fresno <laughs> it was like not the best time but you know you paid your dues a little bit and there's probably smarter ways to do it but it was fun like i really enjoyed it and i met a lot of great people up there And. Actually, by the end of the six months, they actually offered me a job as not on air, but um, being in the sports department. But I wound up getting a job in LA as a writer, so um, I wound up moving, staying in LA. But <clears throat> that's, I think, the biggest thing. You know, I do internships. It's huge. Um, even like you know, yeah, with LinkedIn and things like that, you can reach out to people and see if they're willing to talk to you, or even just you know, give you any advice or things like that. But I think the most important thing that we didn't have, like I remember sitting out here once, I was trying to, I waited so long and I wouldn't recommend people do this, but I'm like, oh, I have to have the perfect tape. You know, i got to, I can't, it's not good enough. I can't send it out. I can't get an agent. i got to keep making it better and better and better. And so one day I rented all this uh, this um, TV camera equipment and I remember it was right outside this the James West Center here and the person who was going to help me out that day couldn't help me out. So I'm by myself trying to just do like stand-ups in the, that grassy area that used to be out there. I think they've changed it now or built something else on it. And so I, it took me like two hours to even get the spot where I could be lined up with the camera because this person. And I was just so mad that they couldn't come help me out. But uh, I, like I just kept trying to put too much tape together. Just be, you know, I wouldn't wait for forever. Like, like. You know where you're probably at, and we're always going to try and get better. I always want to get my tape better now too, but yeah, put yourself out there and you know, do do some stuff on, on YouTube or even if you're not going to do it, like you can just record yourself at home and practice from home. Mm-hmm. I mean, I that voice coach I went to for a while even said, you know, grab the newspaper, and look in the mirror and just work off reading off the newspaper mm-hmm. and trying to you know look in the mirror as long as you can and then and seamlessly look down, you know, don't panic get more grab out and work and that can help you in oh, terms wow. of like because sometimes you'll work and you you know not a lot of people use prompter anymore like local news and all that they still use prompter a ton and there's probably a point if you do TV you're gonna use it but it'll go out sometimes and oh, then no. yeah so you Gosh. gotta you know you got to keep your cool yeah. and keep your composure and so that <laughs> helps you doing stuff like that so you'll be ahead of the game when it does happen because you've worked on it but things like that really help so you can take the time now like especially you know if you have time at home we don't really have like, it's so great, like college athletes and all that, they have coaches giving them this regimen, and you're gonna do this from this time, that from that time, and you have all these people supporting you on the team for what they're eating and all that kind of stuff. Right. We, you know, and other things like you don't really have that. So it'd be cool to, you know, just, even if it's just an hour or two a week, set a little schedule for yourself where you're gonna work on my voice. So I'm gonna work on my voice for 20 minutes, mm-hmm. twice a week. If, just start with that and see if it builds. But, um, or I'm gonna work on, you know, Setting up a camera talking into the camera with just reading a newspaper an article or something and see my presence and see You know if I'm sitting up straight or if I look slouchy or if I'm not, you know Looking away or my eyes are moving and just you know kind of Grade yourself and see how you're doing and you'll get better at it as you do that so and you can just do that from home in your bedroom Um, Little things like that really help I think
0: That's great Um, And finally what does success mean to you?
2: Yeah, it's so crazy in this day and age. Like, we always want to do more. I always want to do more. And I think a lot of times um, over my career, because um, I I'd look at other people and I'm like, oh, God, I want to be at this level or I want to be doing that. And you don't appreciate mm-hmm. where you're at or what you've mm-hmm. accomplished. So I think, too, it's we all to you know need to not be so hard on ourselves mm-hmm. and kind of take time to appreciate what you have done, what you have accomplished. Um, but success to me is just, you know, if, if you're doing something you love and you have know that you've worked as hard as you can to be the best at whatever particular job you're working at at that point or where you want to get to, that's, that's success. I mean, so much of this industry is, you know, some of it's luck, some of it's being in the right place at the right time, um, and some of it's, you know, people giving you opportunities. And, you know, a lot of people could be just as good as somebody else in another job, but, you know, they weren't in the right place at the right time or it didn't work out. But I believe, you know, if you keep working, keep putting yourself out there and um, you really want it, it's going to work out for you at some point in one way or another. And it might not be, you know, I'm hosting Monday Night Football, which is probably everybody's dream job, but it might be you're <laughs> covering, you know, radio, covering a football team or doing some other aspect of it. Um but two, got to realize, too, the work that you're doing, if you're doing something you love and you're doing a good job at it, mm. I think to me that's that's success.
0: Wow. Well, thank you so mm-hmm. much. Um, I know Francesca and I have really enjoyed chatting with you
1: today. Yeah, and thank fine. you so much. Uh, I enjoyed every single bit, bit of it. Like, I need to, like, learn more about my voice. That's what I've learned yeah, today. Yeah, <laughs>
0: definitely. Me too. I'm like, it's amazing to think of all, like you said, the little things that – If we take time and okay, like spend an hour, like you know, an hour a week practicing different Mm -hmm. things about presence and you know voice and things like that in the spaces that we're in, and you know, for presentations, all that kind of stuff can slowly become better at your your craft and your skills.
2: It all helps. I mean, it all builds on each other too. Um, And you'd be surprised. I mean, if you put in the time, like you can get better really fast. I'm still working on stuff. I mean, it never stops.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Greg, and um, we're super uh, glad that you could join us today on Bruin Success. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank thank you you for having me. You've been listening to the Bruin Success Podcast. Our guest this week was Greg Wolf of Fox Sports One. You can find more information on him in the description of our podcast follow Partnership UCLA Alumni Career Programs on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you enjoyed our podcast, subscribe to it, tell a friend, or share your appreciation on social media. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time when we're back chatting with Jordan Weber of UCLA Gymnastics. This podcast was made possible by UCLA alumni.